Welcome back to the dish with Trish. It is June. Wow, I don't even know what day it is. It is, it's it's a June something. I think we're in the second week of June. Are we in the first week of June? I think we're officially in the second. Week. I think we're like June eighth, June 9th right now. Um, first and foremost, I think I missed it last June, June first. I don't know when the last podcast came out, but I think I missed it. I forgot to wish everybody a very happy Pride Month. I love Pride Month because of pretty rainbows. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Pride Month because there's rainbows everywhere. It makes me really, really happy. No, I love Pride Month for a variety of reasons. Obviously, like I believe gays are better than straights. <laughs> All my friends, all my parties are always just all gays. <laughs> There's no straights in my life. I just, I only trust the gays. So I love Pride Month because I love having the pride. Plus, it's all not just gays, lesbians, bi's, queers, pans, a's. Trans, there's there's a plethora of people that fall under the category of pride. And people got offended that I said happy gay pride month. They're like, there is more than just gay pride. There's pants. There's, there's all the kinds of pride. And to be honest, I really believe everyone can celebrate pride because I think we're all a little bit on some sort of spectrum. Asexual, pansexual, transsexual, gay, bi, lesbian. Like, I feel like we're all a little bit on the spectrum. That's been my... That's been my revelation that I've come to over the years of just uh, being me, saying I'm gay, I'm saying I'm bi, saying I'm lesbian, saying I'm trans. I literally just feel I'm on all the spectrums. I And there's sometimes where, nope, I was going to say there's sometimes where I feel asexual. I'm definitely not asexual, so I will not come from the asexual brands out there. You guys can have that. Um, honestly, my life would probably be a lot easier if I was asexual. I'm not going to lie. <sighs> I always think about sex. Sex is always on my mind. This podcast lately, because we haven't been able to have guests because of, you know, Corona and the travel ban and all this stuff like that. I'm just being close together. Um, that, like, yeah, I just, I just haven't had guests and the podcast had become all about sex because that's all I think about. And that's all I want to do these days is have sex. Um, if you guys are watching the, the video portion of this, I have my rainbow dress on. There's so much to talk. There's so much to talk about. Um, I kind of like when people drink on the podcast. I hate when people eat on podcasts. It's so fucking annoying. Like literally, it's an hour of your day where you don't have to eat. And this is coming from a fat ass that wants to eat every second of the day. Like for one hour, you cannot eat. But I like a little drink. It kind of like refreshes you, gives you energy. I like the sipping. I like the sound of it. Crystalia does it from time to time. And I find it very satisfying. I always want to get an iced espresso after watching his podcast. So. Yeah, uh, sex, 90 Day Fiance, um, Pride, oh my gosh, Black Lives Matter. By the way, shout out also to all the people who participated in peaceful protests and march this past week for Black Lives Matter, for George Floyd, for Breonna Taylor, for so many injustices and so many justices have been brought in this past week. I heard the Minneapolis Police Department may completely just disband and have community-driven safety, which I'm a little conflicted on. I think it's a very extreme situation because like they like everyone says, not all cops are bad. There's a lot of fucking evil, vile cops. And thank God they're getting their the justice to serve. They're getting what's fit for what they did. But to not have a that's that's a scary thought to not have police. Can we really rely on our community to like what? But what are they going to do? The police are intimidating. And I think that's necessary sometimes a lot of the times. Um you know, because 
it stops a lot of people from doing bad things. You know, I think if people see a cop, they're like, for it's such a small scale, but like, okay, if I see a cop behind me, I'm not going to do an illegal U-turn, right? They, they kind of are there to be like, hey, I know you might want to go, you know, steal a bag of chips or something, whatever. I'm trying to think like small scale to not make this so intense, but um, I do feel... I do feel like they're, they have the intimidation of a police officer is sometimes necessary to stop people from doing bad things. I hope that makes sense. So it's kind of, that's kind of scary that that would, I don't know, to completely disband a police department. That's all that's, I mean, it's like the purge at this point, right? <laughs> and it's just like, okay, free willy, like we're all going to hold each other accountable, but do we? I think we've seen that on social media this past week, but um but yeah, man, the people who protested and marched and all that shit and all of us, I mean, even everyone posting on social media, like the out, the, the uproar is why those police are arrested and detained and are getting charged with murder. And it's, 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 it's fucking beautiful to see. It was, it was amazing to watch. Um, we all kind of stayed silent last week on social media, which was, um, which is really awesome. I got to be more educated. My feed wasn't flooded with tip pics, although I did post a tip pic this morning. But it was nice to see, like, I found a lot of girls with big tits. That's what I've learned. It's like, oh, I'm, but yeah, still sexual, still horny as fuck. But I was able to open my eyes a lot more and see what was happening, like, without having your social media feed flooded with, you know, got a Starbies, um, which is, you know, it's fun. And I like social media and I do miss it. Um, but it was nice to have that week of solidarity of, I'm sorry, I'm picking my scabs. That's so nasty. I'm so sorry. Okay. And now I'm bleeding. So there's that. Um, yeah, it was great. And I, like the people who went out, like I said, again, once again, to reiterate the people who protested and marched peacefully, like that's fucking amazing. I am, I'm a coward in every sense of the word. I am not someone, <sighs> I get scared. I saw like the pictures of the rubber bullets and stuff hitting people and I got like really nervous and I got nervous for people doing it. And then I got, I get nervous in general for large crowds. Um, I like as much as I love pride month, like I love pride month. Like I've been offered to perform at different prides. Um, I think I offered to perform at the Toronto pride and LA pride, which is a really big deal. And I turned it down because I always was scared of large gatherings because pfft, not to put anything out there, of course, but, you know, just you hear about like large gatherings, shit goes down there, you know, Ariana concert. And it's, it's such a irrational fear. Like you can't live your life in fear. So, you know, you should go do stuff. It's just a big fear. I'm like literally legit bleeding. Okay. Well, when we take a break, we will, um, we'll clean up the blood, but until then we'll just let it dry. Yeah. So I've always just been kind of scared of large crowds in general, like parades and stuff, just anything like even Halloween, like going out on Halloween. Like I love Halloween, but like I rarely go out. I usually will have like a really small house party on Halloween because I love Halloween. I love decorating it. But one year I went to Santa Monica and I remember that year everyone was so scared that there was going to be like a shooting because I think there was I think the year I went was the year the pulse shootings happened and it was it was so scary and like again it's not cool to live your life in fear at all like you know you don't know and I I'm someone who believes like your your end is already predetermined for you so there's really nothing you can do to stop it that's how I feel but at the same time (laughs) I like to err on the side of caution, but it's cool. Like, I mean, to see people come together in large gatherings, I think Hollywood, there was what, I think they said 10,000, but it looked more like 30,000 people that came out in March, which was amazing. And pride is always super cool to watch on social media and stuff. But I'm definitely someone who observes from far away because I'm a, one, I'm a pussy Two, I'm like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel so, I got a lot of great feedback on my podcast last week about 
um, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I even posted stuff on my social media. But if you go to my social media, you'll see so many people who are like, oh, like, I can't. T- I was going to like this post and I saw who posted it. Oh, I can't take you seriously. You're a troll. We don't want you. Like, I knew that was going to happen, which is kind of what I said last week on my podcast, which is why. I want, I don't want to stay silent. I'm definitely not that person because, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to hate me no matter what. I'd rather have them hate me for saying something that's on the right side of what's right. You know what I mean? So I just, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's very much like I don't want to hurt. I never want to hurt a cause by my presence or by my support. Um, I've seen, I've talked about this before on the podcast where, you know, I've, you know, people I admire something will like post a picture of me and then like delete it or like they'll promote like uh, like the doctors like promoted me on and then deleted it because they got so much hate. So I never want to be that person that's doing bad for a, some, a cause, you know what I mean? And I don't want because I, I support it. Um, I don't want people to be like, oh, if Trisha supports is like, fuck her. Like literally there was like so many comments of like I was I liked this post and I saw who posted it and I unliked it because I was talking about black trans lives and um a lot of people, it, I don't know, a lot of people just like, really trash, like, you're gonna like, oh, another thing to her, hop on the bandwagon, another trend for her to hop on, oh, because I said our trans um, brothers and sisters in that are, and I was like, well, I mean, I, like humans, I think like, we have trans brothers and sisters, I wasn't saying it, so it was just like a lot, but you know, I don't want to make this all about this, and I... I'm still very, I still love the people who are very active in, in bringing awareness on their socials. I think that's amazing. There's certain people who are just cut out to do that kind of shit. And I think that's, that's awesome. Like I said, most of my social media content is me either playing with my pussy or eating. So I don't think I'm the, the voice to go to, to speak for the people, but I'm, I'm so supportive and I feel like being supportive and backing everyone needs. I think there's always this is what's interesting. I always think there's like needs to be leaders and there are needs to be followers. Right. And I, I'm sometimes I'm really happy to be a follower. Um, I, I don't know if I could ever lead anything. I'm trying to think, I was trying to think of that. Like, what could I lead? What could I, I don't even like being the face of, of like body positivity. Cause it's just, it's too much pressure. Cause what I don't want to be the face of body positivity. Cause in a way I feel body positivity is somewhat of a sham. Um, <laughs> cause it's like, I, I, sorry if that's kind of squeaked there. I, <sighs> Oh, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Cause it's like people always will say, Oh, I admire her confidence. I love how confident Trish is because why? Cause I don't have a perfect body and I'm showing it off. Like that shouldn't be, I don't like that. This is my body and I'm showing it off. I don't want to be, Oh, she's so confident. She's so brave. No, because it is someone with a perfect body, like a Daisy Keach off TikTok. If you guys know who that is or Kate Upton, I'm trying to think of a Cindy Crawford. I'm trying to think of examples for all the generations listening. Um, you know, if they post it, they're like, Oh, she's, Either like, oh, like she's showing off or what? like, oh, Madison Beer. Did we talk about this? Or maybe this was on a mukbang I did. But Madison Beer is another one that's really popping right now. And she's, you know, people are like, oh, wow, like you're promoting eating disorders. And like, oh, what is like, you know, showing off her body or whatever. And like, this is she's setting the standard too high for beauty. And it's like, at the end of the day, why does anyone have to be anything? I, I get it. And I support the movement because I do know a lot of young girls. So I'm, I guess that maybe is age towards younger girls like body positivity and to be honest like maybe I should just retract that whole statement because I do when I go do my tours and stuff like that I love meeting like young girls that are like you really helped me with my body image because yeah when you're young you kind of need that and for me I always talk about Anna Nicole Smith but it really was Anna Nicole she had a huge reality show on E it was the only reality show besides from the Osbournes it was like the Osbournes and then Anna Nicole and I loved even Kelly Osborne on the Osbournes, actually, um, although she wasn't my aesthetic. So I guess maybe that's why. But she was definitely not a thin girl on TV, which was 
it made me feel good because she had a lot of like she did a lot of music and music videos and she had like thicker thighs and um she was covered up a lot but again that's like her i think that was like her by her choice but i like the aesthetic of anna nicole because she was very revealing and she would wear tight dresses and her boobs out and her arms out and she was a she was bit you know a, a curvier woman and i just thought oh like she's the star and has her own tv show and she's totally fine with her I'll just say the word fat arms hanging out. I have fat arms and I was so self-conscious about my arms. So I really, really needed someone like Anna Nicole. And so I guess I could see that. So I'm going to take that back. I, but I don't think she would have even been like, I want to be body positive. You know what I mean? I think she just was her. She just gained some weight and was still being her sexy self. And I don't know. I think um, any kind of movement, I feel a little uncomfortable sometimes to lead. I'm like, who am I to lead? But then again, I was talking to a friend this morning. She was, yeah, but if everyone thought that, then nothing would get done. And there you go. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, and even like sex positivity, it's like I just want I don't think that should be a thing like, oh, Trisha's very sex positive, but I get it and I get why. And yeah, I don't think there should be like sex shaming. Hey, guys, do you shop a lot online? Yes. Do you spend way too much money online? Yes. Do you want to get some of that money back? Yes. Well, that is what honey is all about. We all shop online a lot. But did you know you can make online shopping even better? And you can with Honey. Honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online. Honey automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to be. You do not have to look for those discount codes. You don't have to scour what the sales are, percentages, entering emails. Honey does that all for you. Once you install it, it automatically searches it, applies it to your order and saves you money. Imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite sites, Target. Best Buy, Sephora, Macy's, eBay, Etsy, Walmart, etc. When you check out, this little box drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds for it to scan every promo code on the internet and watch those prices drop. It's my favorite thing to do at the grocery store when you put your little card in and you see all the prices drop and you're just like, oh damn, just for having a phone number, thank you. That's basically all I gotta do with Honey. Super easy and free. It's saved me so much money you guys i literally redecorated my whole guest bedroom and i literally saved 437 dollars and 56 cents like what the heck and i just would have blown that i just went like whatever but it saves you money it's amazing it's great honey thank you so much and if you want to get gifts for anybody father's day is coming up online shop it keeps you safe and you get money back um, I was definitely surprised and I was always excited to see something every month, thousands of dollars being saved for something I wouldn't even know. So thank you, honey, for that. Honey has found it's over 18 million members, over $2 billion in savings. And did you know Honey supports over 30,000 stores online and they're adding more every day. Users love Honey. That's why it has over 100,000 plus five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Plus, it's backed by PayPal, so you know you can trust it. So here's how you get Honey for free. Go to joinhoney.com slash Trish. That's joinhoney.com slash Trish and get it completely free. Joinhoney.com slash Trish. I'm so sorry if you don't love 90 Day. I know we're going to have my 90 Day fiance right at the beginning of this podcast. And it's really annoying because I feel like even though it was the number one show every Sunday, I feel like a lot of people don't watch it. So many people are like, what is she talking about? And it is so annoying when people talk about TV shows that you're not watching. So I'm going to like briefly skim over this. There was a tell-all last night by 
by the way, oh my gosh. Okay, next week, guys, tune into the tell all because I saw a leaked footage. Um, just it was on YouTube and it got deleted of next week's tell all. And um, there is a Nigerian guy who married an American woman. He's Nigerian, thirty one, married a fifty something American woman. And I was I used to communicate. I love communicating with the cast of Ninety Day Fiance. Like every cast I communicate with, and then I totally forget about them. Like that's just the that's just the nature of those kind of shows. Like they're just it's a cycle. It's like okay, we got a new weirdos to make fun of and mock every week cool you're gonna be famous for a little bit and then everyone's gonna forget about you it's just it's how it is even on pillow talk i'll watch those people like who and even there's like a 90 day fiance happily ever after where they have like sinjin and whatever his wife was and i was like oh i forgot about them and honestly don't care about them and that's just the nature of it right like if you're not out there every single day i think with social media or being an influencer or whatever like the more you're out there like people are gonna forget about you but yeah people forget like the minute it's over anyways I was talking to some of the cast just, you know, through Instagram lives or whatever, especially during quarantine. It was just like, what else is there to do? And I was talking to Soldier Boy, who was the Nigerian who married the American and like flirting with him because he's cute. He's a cute guy. He's like an entertainer and whatever. And they mentioned me next week on the tell all. And I think they mentioned me by name. If I remember correctly on the leaked footage, they mentioned me by name. The woman called me a porn star. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. So if you guys watch the tell all next week promo TLC, um, they, they, I think they talk about me, which is very exciting. I get excited about those little things. Anyways, um, this past week, last night, and I'm just going to touch on this briefly. <sighs> Maybe I even shouldn't, you know what? I shouldn't. Fuck. I'm always getting in fucking trouble with my mouth. Isn't that weird how the culture we live in now where we're just like, we just are, we just all commentate on opinions and judging other people and fuck this shit, whatever. I'll just disclaim this by saying it's my opinion. I'm a fucking, like, I'm a fucking, I know what I am. I'm a fucking hypocrite. I'm a fucking, whatever. But they were in question. And I have also said this bitch ain't bisexual. Um, but hey, who am I to judge? They did. They, they have this, like, they had a lesbian couple this season, or I guess they were a bisexual couple, two females together. Um, it was very odd because they never held hands. It was revealed last night. They never stayed in the same room. Like there was no affection at all. And so it's like, I get if you want to move slow, you don't want to fuck right away. But it's also like, <laughs> anyways, I was so annoyed. Well, first and foremost, I have to give an apology. Her name is Steph and uh, she's not gonna like me under this, but I mean, I do apologize for a, saying she's not bisexual because there is one thing I really hate is when someone tells you, what you are you are like you know i hate that's like the biggest like oh that like really sits on me as like you're not bisexual it's like but why like you know and there's there's spectrums you know like i i don't know if i would consider myself full-fledged bisexual like am i i don't know if i'm down to like just fuck a bitch for like a year or whatever in a relationship i definitely wouldn't need a, a, a penis in there but um you know, I like I like girls. I'm attracted to them. I love the idea of dating a girl. But like, is it I would be the Steph in that situation, maybe where I'm just like, I don't really know if I want to like I don't have the urge to finger a pussy the way I do stroking a dick. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if I consider myself bisexual, but at the same time, I'm on the, the spectrum, I guess, on the lower end of like, oh, yeah, like I think if I met the right one, you know what I mean? Something like that. So I do apologize for also being one of those people who say you're not bisexual because that's fucking annoying. All right, I'm going to go in. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't say I have a history with this girl. I, I, she used to be, I hate using the word fan, but she was like a subscriber of mine for years ago. Oh my God, probably 10 years ago now. I met up with her in New York. Like she came to one of these things where I was promoting, I think I was promoting Guinness World Records on TV or something. And I was in New York. She came to like, 
I had like a meetup and literally like 10 people came. It really wasn't like I'm not I wasn't. I thought it was cool. People came and we all went out to dinner and she was like one of those people. Then she moved to L.A. and then she made a bunch of videos saying like she moved out here and like I never wanted to hang out with her, even though I said I did. And it was like one of those things. And then she outed my boyfriend. She said he was gay when he wasn't even out and he's not out and he's honest he's openly admitted he's been on this podcast where he's just like i like what i like but he's never he never even said that beforehand so it was just like it was a lot of weird shit i'm like okay i kind of left a bad taste in my mouth but i really don't have any hate towards this girl and then i saw her on the show and i was like okay like cool like that's cool she made on a tv show like she you know and from the beginning she just kind of rubbed me the wrong way on this show and Last night was the final straw. And like, I don't want a war. Like, I don't like girl. If you're watching this, which I like, they, it comes back. Like, oh, you talk shit on my friend. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to fucking come. Like, it's fucking, it's just a fucking video. Like, I mean, it's just a fucking commentary. I'm a fucking dumb bitch. I'm a dumb bitch. I'm a fat bitch. Like, <laughs> like don't fucking listen to me. Like, I'm a hated person on the internet. I'm a fucking troll. Blah, blah, blah. But her, oh my God. This, both of them in the, at the end of the show, like, she was being such a bitch. Like, uh, my biggest thing is when someone she was calling her the girlfriend Erica she was calling her a narcissist at the end and this is my biggest trigger this is my her friend was being obnoxious first I hate that they have friends on the tell all because it's like who are you this girl was like I haven't worked in 45 days so I'm getting my aggression out right now it's like what she was like yelling and cussing and I'm like I'm Italian that's what I do I was like okay it's fucking annoying and stuff was being kind of quiet and reserved, not really saying much. But then she started like gaslighting Erica. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I hate and we're going to take Steph and Erica out of this equation. 90 fiance all together. This is my biggest trigger. And people do it to me all the time because I have this crazy persona calling someone else a narcissist. Yes, you can be aware. OK, I'm dating a narcissist or I dated a narcissist. And like, to be honest, I think that word is getting thrown around way too much. Just like manipulative and toxic and all this bullshit like i think it's thrown around way too much for people who are not therapists um but even if you are a therapist like throwing it in someone i mean i guess if you're a therapist maybe but regardless throwing it in someone's face like oh you're a narcissist it's all about you that is gaslighting to the fucking extreme and then i was just like i was shaking i was literally shaking and i've had someone do this to me before too i feel like were they saying oh I mean, I've had this happen in multiple relationships. I remember Jason would say if I was crying, I was trying to manipulate him. Um, I think I had someone call me. Maybe someone else called me manipulative. I'm sure someone has called me a narcissist at some point. Um, I hate when people just throw that in your face because let's say I am okay. Like a narcissist is also whatever, like or a sociopath or whatever. They all need fucking help too. So to throw that in somebody's face, one is just gaslighting because you're not a fucking therapist. You're not diagnosing them. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're just you read a fucking meme on a, a page and you're like, oh, that's what that person is. But you're all we're all fucking narcissists to a degree. But you're also not a narcissist because she's like saying like, oh, everything's about you. That's not a narcissist. Like there's so much more deep. And also I'm not someone who knows this either. I'm talking about just stuff I fucking read too, but just from the surface level of this idiot right here being like, there's so much more to it. And it just pissed me off so much. Like you're a narcissist. You're not everything's about you. And it's just like, ew. like I just, and again, if it could have been anybody take her out of the equation, it was so fucking it just was so fucking triggering. I felt, and you could see Erica like shaking from it. And, um, fuck, I don't know. It just, it was a lot to like watch. And she goes, you never ask questions about me and like all this stuff. And I was just, and then she was trying to like gaslight her even more, but being like, well, you could have said you wanted to come back to the hotel, but she already said like, don't come back to my hotel room, stay in a separate room. So why would someone push back if that's your boundary? And she, I, it was just driving me nuts. It was just, uh, 
Big Ed and Rosemary was driving me nuts. I wish Rosemary, Rosemary's kind of crazy. Anyways, sorry, 90 Fiance is kind of boring. I feel like if you're, like, unless this is the 90 Day Fiance podcast, like, I really do think it's kind of boring when people talk about shit you don't know. So we're going to move on from that. The world we're living in is not supportive of the creative types. Our economy is going to shit for everyone, but our creative ones are especially suffering. We don't have that traditional nine to five work hustle flow education. However, we want to still keep entertaining and keeping our own spirits alive. How do you do this? Patreon.com. Patreon is the system supporting creative people. And the COVID-19 crisis is making it really hard for us to survive, but it puts algorithms over ideas. Patreon puts quantity over quality. What's easy to sell over what's actually good. Many brands and just about everything else over the people who actually make the things that inspires us. Here's Patreon's solution. Patreon offers a better way. They help creators build a more sustainable income source by offering a monthly membership to their most passionate fans. It gives them the creative freedom to do their best work. It gives financial stability that us creators need to build an independent creative career. And it's also a chance for us to create a lasting, more meaningful connection with a supportive audience without interference from trolls, ads, and algorithms. My Patreon is a very safe environment. It's where I started my first podcast. It's where I come about issues that are in my personal life that I don't necessarily feel comfortable with everyone judging on the internet. It's where I first started openly talking about my sex life. It's where I go into detail about upcoming projects, stuff that you may not want leaked, but you want your passionate fans to know the most about. I want people to give me their insight and their feedback with people who actually genuinely care. And because it's behind a paid membership monthly subscription, you know that they're genuine and then they're for you to actually pay for a membership. That is full on support. There is no negativity I really encounter on Patreon. And if it is, you're just getting that coin to help further your creative endeavors. In turn, fans get exclusive access to a community that is premium content and the chance to become active participants in the work that they love. They get to be more than social media followers and enjoy a more direct relationship with their favorite artists and creators. They also get the pride to feel work that really matters to them. I love following my favorite creators on Patreon. I follow a lot of cosplayers, Disney enthusiasts, people who may not make money because they're using copyrighted materials. But it's so fun to get to see their visions brought to life and to be a part of it and to get to add input. I requested one of my favorite mermaid cosplayers to do a cool little like Peter Pan inspired thing. And because of that, because of my support and the financial support, she was able to make it happen and not only see her thrive, but all the community that loves her thrive as well. It was a really great treat around Christmas time last year, and it was really fun to support. So if you're a podcaster, video maker, musician, writer, illustrator, if you're a creative person of any kind or simply love one, now is the time to check out patreon.com. Fund that dream project. Make it happen. This is 2020. The year is not over yet. Make your dreams come true. Fulfill your creative endeavors. Never, ever stop believing. And if you're passionate about something, the rest will follow. I'm someone who has no talent and I'm still able to make music videos and go on tour and really live my best creative life. Now is the time to join the millions of fans and creators who are changing the way art is valued together. Patreon.com. Check out Patreon.com now and join the millions of fans and creators who are changing the way art is valued together. Pride Month and apologies, even though I whatever came for you again. Apologies to Stephanie for not saying you're bisexual. You know what? And also, I feel like identify as what you want. You know what I mean? Identify as what you want. Also, you don't have to prove anything. She said, I don't have to prove anything. Anyone? You're right. You know. And I think that's a that's a big thing to say, especially during Pride Month. It's like, you know, everyone's at their own pace, right? Um, Trevor Moran recently just came out as a transgender. He's, uh, she is female. Uh, I don't know her name. I think it's Trevi or something. Um, I've known her for, since she was 15, I guess. And, um, 
I think it's beautiful. You know, I was going to say something, but you know, Ricky Dillon actually tweeted something. He also recently came out this year. He's saying stuff like, you know, when people come out, don't stay, don't. Actually, they were both in a, a YouTube collab channel together called um, O2L. So maybe whatever. But um, he did say, you know, don't when someone comes out, don't say we've been new. We knew Duh, it was obvious because it's like super hurtful to that person. Like coming out's a really big deal. So with uh, I'm sorry, I don't know Trevor's new name. Um, I'm just going to say Trevor for the point of this. And I promise I will get his or her name correct next time but um you know it was one of those things where i was like oh i could see i don't know i guess i could see that but it, yeah it's it's rude to say like we've been new but i was like i i guess it makes me happy is what i i'm trying to say something but it comes across so bad because i'm a bitch who has a podcast that doesn't know how to articulate her words and that's just what the fuck this is but i just remember seeing a different person in her even at 15 and um i'm so happy for her to be out and um oh it's just it's it's all it's all a beautiful thing when someone can be out and be themselves you know um i don't think everyone needs to come out i was talking to one a friend of mine the other day who identifies as bisexual probably leans more towards men liking men's side and he's like, I just don't really feel the need to come out to anyone. Like, I feel like if I'm going to date a guy, I'm just going to introduce that as my boyfriend to my parents and to my friends. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool, too. I don't know. I, I get I don't know. I don't know. I think in, it, for the most part, I obviously identify as a heterosexual woman. I'm usually with male partners. Um, I prefer male partners. Um, so, I mean, I... I pretty much just identify as hetero for all purposes, but, um, intent purposes. Um, so I don't know, like, I don't know what that feels like and I, I wouldn't know, but I think it's cool. Like it, whatever your pace, whatever your speed. So happy pride month, all of that to say happy pride month. I'm so glad 90 day fiance over the towel is fucking, just the cast this season i'm sorry to get back on this because we're gonna move on but the cast this season were just so arrogant and cocky they just be thinking they're the most famous pieces of shit in the world and i'm just like "Eh, i hate that that's my biggest pet peeve is when people think they're like so famous like this is annoying like even if you are so famous like don't act like it like oh big ed would be on his live talking about all his fans and i don't know that just rubs it's always rubbed me the wrong way when people think they're like just the shit i used to talk to the guy jeffrey from nine day fiance and he was super cool at the beginning and super like humble and chill and we were like talking and then as he got more followers and more followers which again is only a fucking hundred thousand followers whatever the fuck <laughs> he just started being like oh maybe next month or i'll do your podcast in a month after the fucking show's over and i was like bitch no one's gonna care about you in a month he wasn't even on the tell all so whatever fuck that let's talk about i, I just want to talk about sex but i'm like maybe there's something more more to life Maybe there's something more deep going on in sex right now. Um, TikTok, could talk about that. There's just, um, TikTok is interesting. And again, this is probably like too niche especially people listen to my podcast, because actually people listen to my podcast are a little older. Um, when I say older, my age range, but yeah. Oh, you want to talk about TikTok? I was going to talk about these point of view things, <laughs> which TikTok is for little kids, so I'm sure you're not listening to this. They, oh. we're going to just go past that topic. It's not a topic, it's just I'm kind of obsessed with TikTok. And, there's people on there that like literally do like acting skits. It's called like POV and it'll be like point of view. Like 
you stumble across an abandoned house and realized that their daughter is not their daughter. She's actually a doll that got transformed into a human by voodoo. And it's just like a clip or something. It's just, it doesn't make sense if you don't know, but it's just really funny. There's a couple guys I follow on there and they're just very like into that point of view thing, like point of view. I'm a rock star and my dad that I haven't seen in 15 years is sat down in the front row and it's like him. I guess it's just like acting exercises. Maybe that's what that is. It's like him singing and then all of a sudden it's like facial expressions will change. <laughs> if anyone was dying to know what this TikTok subject was going to be about, this is it. So I'm sorry. That was it. So that's why we're not doing TikTok subjects anymore. I miss having guests. I love talking to myself so fucking much, but I miss talking to people. That's why I wanted to start this podcast. So please continue listening. Thank you for listening, by the way, because I do want to get back to guest format. I love having guests on. I love talking to people way more fascinating than me. I love relating to people. I miss people in general. This COVID is fucking killing me. Um, Okay, let's talk about um, second chances. Do you believe in second chances when it comes to relationships? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that they can work. I Well, I guess it's a case by case because with me, I don't think they can because I'm a bitch that holds on to shit. And to be honest, I wish I could let go of things. I think I just hang on to things and I, I can't forget. I want to. Like I love, like I go back to people that I love and thinking like, oh, I'll just forget. But you just don't. When someone like has hurt me, it's there for life. <laughs> it's like a scar that will never heal, which is kind of ironic because I have a scar that will never heal on my arm right now. Um, I like the idea of second chances. I am someone who talks to myself around my house. I'm constantly having conversations with myself. I'm constantly pretending I'm getting interviewed or answering questions. It's a very weird. I don't know what that's called. Let me know. Maybe it's some sort of autism. I don't know. Sorry if that's offensive. I, I don't know what I have. There's something where I'm like talking to myself and it's very neur- neurosy. I guess it's very like neurotic. I, guess. I don't know. And I was having a conversation with myself and more or less thinking I was in front of an audience, I guess, or just speaking in front of people and just thinking like, I was given second chance. Like it's, it's literally like I was being interviewed. Like, yes, like, you know, I totally believe. I mean, why would an interviewer ask me this? I don't know. But I'm mean, yeah, I believe people deserve second chances. Like if they're total, if they're really remorseful and apologetic, like I do believe in the power of second chances, third chances, fourth chances. Because if you experience, if you see someone growing and you see growth, that's a beautiful thing. No one's born perfect. Like if we're growing and we're changing, like that's beautiful. That person deserves a second chance, a third chance, because I've been given that and I've shown the growth and I'm, I'm living proof that we can grow and change. Like this is this weird like thing that I felt like I was on a talk show. That was like my speech I was giving. It was very weird. Um, but I do believe in it. And I, I was talking more of like giving people chances, like if people fuck up, right? Like celebrities or public figures or whatever and like giving them a second chance you know like yeah you fucked up but let's if we see some growth and some actual you learn something from it there's an apology um i do think like people deserve it obviously people there's people who kill people and go to prison and be like fuck that bitch i don't care however i saw something i don't really like to get into true crime stuff I, it it feels weird it feels like weird energy i don't like bringing that energy into me i don't like putting that in i just i don't like that kind of stuff um so in general i try and st- even even the movie once time in hollywood um quentin tarantino's uh latest last year about sharon tate and of course he rewrote the history spoiler alert she lives he had sharon tate live which i thought was kind of beautiful i kind of love that I always think like 
I was like murdered, I wouldn't want my legacy to be that. Do you know what I mean? Like, even though, yes, Lena is like worshipped and she's a fucking legend in her own right. It sucks that she's always going to be tied to being shot at a young age to death. She'll always be tied to her killer. And I'm like, I hate I hate the darkness of that. I hate that Kennedy will forever be linked with Lee Harvey Oswald, Lincoln with John Wilkes Booth. Like, it's just it's not fair. There was an actress in the early 80s, Rebecca Schaefer, and the only reason I know of her is because she was murdered by John Robert Berto. And it's like, and I'm someone who doesn't know true crime, so like the fact that these names are stuck in my head is like eerie, and I don't like it. And it's like, and that's just the sadness of um, of Hollywood. But with, oh, so with the Manson things, I don't really watch it. Fortunately, if you watch one thing, like if I watch like the Once Upon a Time Hollywood trailer, YouTube starts recommending you, you might like this. So I'm watching like all of a sudden down this hole and I'm watching these interviews of the two women who were put, who were, who were involved in the murder of Sharon Tate and her and the other victims, her friends. They were saying like, you know, originally when they were arrested in their, what, they were teens or early twenties, you know, when they were part of the cult and on, I don't know if they were even on drugs, whatever. I'm sure they were, but they were like, even after sobering up in court, they're like, oh, yeah, that bitch begged for mercy and we said, no, bitch, you're fucking dying. Like, just no remorse to it. It's like, gives me chills. Whew. You know? Oh, it like gives me chills. Like, I hate talking about this stuff because I was thinking about like, Yolanda. Obviously, I I don't know what happened. I just watched the movie. But um, even the actors in the movie was like, I killed my best friend. I'm so sorry. Like right away, she had remorse, which doesn't make it fucking better. But it's at least there's some sort of humanity involved in that. But with them, they were just like, yeah, whatever, you know. And and then now, like 20 or 30 years later, I don't know if they're still alive or but, you know, there were older women when they were being interviewed again, like maybe in their 60s and or maybe 50s. I don't know. And they're like, oh, you know, like, because they read, they'll like read the Bible or like go to church or something while they're in prison or they'll just, you know, be a different person. Like, you know, we're like, I think one did feel remorse and they felt bad. I want to say one didn't. I could be mixing up two different things that I saw. But um, so like later on, they felt bad, I guess. But and I guess all that to say, like, do they deserve second chances? You know what I mean? probably not you murder someone probably not um it's all unfortunate i mean yeah i don't know hmm sometimes people can't help themselves which is not right it's it's but that's part of the world like it's scary like there's monsters that live in this world like literally people who can't control themselves from hurting other people i think about that in such a (laughs) this is this is inside the mind of trish this is dark as shit but um i think about that like sometimes i'm someone who who has very little willpower i used to not be able to control my anger i would just snap oh my god i would snap at people like you push 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 and once you set me off it was fucking scary like that's when i really thought i have different personality a different personality or a different person inside me because i would snap and i would forget i would black out i would forget I did. I wouldn't even know what I said. And like the next day, it'd be like super awkward to talk to that person. And some people forgive me. Some people don't. Again, why I believe in second chances. But sometimes I just couldn't control it, which is the result of many exposed videos that I've done on YouTube talking shit about a guy I'm dating or whatever, because I 
I literally couldn't control myself. Like I had to make a video. I had to get my voice heard. I had to let people know how shitty this person was. Um, which so, and, and even with food and this, again, this is, I have, I lack willpower. I want to be able to just not snack. I want, but it's like, my whole life and it sounds so silly it sounds so silly to anyone to anybody that doesn't know what it's like to be a food addict but i just i just i don't know i i can't follow like a keto diet i can't i can't do calorie restrictions like i have to eat sugar it's very weird it's a very weird thing to explain out loud it's a very hard thing to explain out loud but it is an addiction and I lack willpower in so many ways. So like me flipping out on people if I have a bad temper, like me, I can't stop. Like, so I wonder, like when I can't control my, like I can control myself so much better now because of therapy. And again, anybody with a sickness or illness needs treatment. So obviously someone who has tendencies to want to hurt people obviously need to go seek help or go be put away or whatever. But I couldn't imagine that you maybe just can't control it. Like they snap, they they got pushed to the point where they snap. And maybe they just can't control that. And so when they wake up the next day, are they like, oh shit, what the fuck did I do? Obviously, serial killers just keep fucking doing that shit. But I'm saying like if someone murdered someone, like, oh fuck, what did, I can't believe, like that's my biggest fear. That was always my biggest fear. Like, obviously not now, but like as a kid, I just thought like, what if I accidentally killed somebody? Like that would be, I'm not talking like, a, like oh my god, I, don't, I didn't mean to laugh at like a car accident or something, like which would be horrific. That's awesome, but just a big fear. Just even if it was an accident, like to kill some, like you're the cause of someone's no. Like I hate, oh my god, I hate talking about that. I get off the subject soon, but um, like I always just thought like, what if I just snapped? Like because I, what I was saying is I black out when I would like scream at people and like and like call them the worst names and just literally like a demon inside of me. That's how a lot of people described it. It's like, and I didn't remember any of it. And I was like, what if I, you know, it was always that. And I think that's when I needed help. I mean, I started getting therapy really early on because I was very scared of the blacking out part. I know necessarily black out. It was just, again, it was something that like snapped in me that I couldn't control. Um, I have better like coping techniques now, but I had chips and salsa before this. <laughs> Speaking of being a food addict and, um, I just feel really fat and gross. I'm at this point where my belly's getting kind of like too big where I like can't really breathe and I'm like uncomfortable, but also I'm so comfortable just being lazy in my house wearing like oversized t-shirts and sweatpants and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to order some Benihana. I'm just going to order some pizza. (laughs) So yeah, I just feel But anyways, back to second chance. (laughs) All of that to say with relationships. Do you take some back someone that's hurt you? Probably case by case. You know, some people would say, you know what? If you really love someone and someone cheated once and it was like an accident or whatever, or it was in the moment, not accident, but in the moment, and it was just a physical thing and it was just drunk or whatever, I'm not going to throw away something we have because of one fucked up incident. It's so hard now. I want to be that person that says, like, if I ever got cheated on, that's it one and done and I want to be that person but it is so hard when you've built 
something with somebody, what, whether it's like a life or not. But when you have a connection, it's like, especially me, it's very hard for me to have connections with people and be on that level of intimacy and comfortability and love. And it's like, if one thing they did hurts me, am I going to just throw all that away? It's a tough one. That's a case by case for sure. But I mean, I always think people obviously who are married with children for 15 years and then someone goes out and has an affair. I always think like, how can they just throw all that away? Some people just leave. Some people don't, but uh, it is. But then do you, do you teach that per? Are you, are you saying like, Hey, this is okay. Right. Like you set the precedent. You, you, you teach people how to treat you. Um, so I guess in my situations in the past or whatever, um, I feel what works best is give them a chance, give them the second chance, right? And if they fuck up again, <laughs> you know, and it also depends, like, it did it happen before you, right? If it happened before you and it's something that hurt you, like, you know, okay, maybe it's easier. If it's happened during, okay, but if it's happening after the fact that you're like, hey, this hurt me, they know it's a big thing, and then it happens again, then I think it's more of like, that's just a shitty person, but... <sighs> I believe in second chances and I think it's I think it's important when giving second chances to fully forgive and that's again where it comes back to me where I don't know if I fully forget I kind of hang on to it but I'm doing my best in general to not hang on to shit whether it's friendship relationship and really just looking past it because like I said so many people and I, I'm having deja vu I feel like we talked about this definitely before on the podcast but makeup sex you know that sex after you haven't had sex in like two weeks with the person because you're like pissed off at them or whatever and you really think it's over and you're like, oh, fuck, but that dick. Hey, I'm Autumn Calabrese and I have a question for you. How do you do life? I might be a superstar trainer, but I'm also a boy mom, sister, daughter, friend, and entrepreneur. You might think my life is all working out and cooking healthy, delicious recipes, but trust me, there is so much more to it and this is it. This is all of those real moments you talk about with your family and friends. Ever wonder what else life has to offer? Bring your curious appetite and let's do life together. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and PodcastOne.com. Maybe it's not working, but I was watching the tail end of Avery and Ash's Tell All, which I always thought they were kind of boring on the show anyways. I don't really care. But so just random. The interviewer, I think her name Sean, was asking at, at Avery, the female in the relationship, she was like, so is it true you said Ash was the best sex ever? <laughs> First of all, they all have like 20 minutes. Like that's the question you're going to ask. And then then Avery was like, yes, it's safe to say that uh, Ash was the best sex ever. And I'm not going to deny that. I was like, what a weird. But also, don't you know when that dick is good? Here's the thing, too. Sometimes it's not even the dick, right? Like sometimes it's like the connection. But oh, my God, like giving up good dick is just hard but then when you get back together like you really think you're never gonna get that dick again and then you get back together and it's like explosive i had the craziest sex saturday night was it saturday yeah saturday night first of all i love friday night and saturday night sex i love weekend sex because it's kind of the time when you know you can like sleep in you don't have anything to do the next day like i like to be productive monday through friday obviously i still want to fuck (laughs) in the morning and night, Monday through Friday. But I'm saying like Friday night, Saturday night, it's kind of that like, ooh, I can kind of like let go, have a Zan, you know what I mean? Like have some wine boxes. And it's 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 like, it's just, I don't know, it, it's a different vibe. Obviously weekends are different vibes, even in quarantine. But 
you when you work from home. And so, yeah, Saturday night, I really didn't think I was going to see this person because we had a little bit of a tiff. I don't remember what it was. Let me think. Oh, I think it was, this is it, not me letting go. So I, I did a pretty good job of letting something go that like kind of hurt or really hurt me. And then Friday morning, I, he said something that kind of like triggered me to throw that back in his face. I'm like, well, he's the blah, blah. And then he got mad, of course. And then he's like, I just don't think we can move forward because it's like, you're not letting it go. And that was basically it. He basically didn't talk to me that night, that Friday night. And so I, then I didn't hear from him all day Saturday and I was with my family. So I was like, eh. But then I'm like, you know, let me just call him. <laughs> and it wasn't even, I really was like, he's not going to come over. I really just, we talk at night. Like if I don't see him every night, like we definitely talk every night. And so I was just like, let me just call him. He answered. And I was like, okay, cool. And we had a conversation, whatever. And it was about an hour. And then like after, it was about coming to an end. I was like, all right, well, you want to come over? Like just as a joke, like literally it wasn't a joke, but it definitely was like, there's no way. Like, I just want to be funny. Like I'm that, I'm that annoying bitch in a relationship. It's like, I want to see you come over right now. But like, I fully expect them to like not be able to come over every night. You know what I mean? But I was like, and he was like, he's like, all right, I'll leave now. I was like, oh, so I got really excited. And then I, Chris, I had some wine and I was like, okay, I'm really excited. That's happening. And oh, but we're like, we're going to, uh, I don't know. I don't know how we left it or something, but like basically we're trying to clarify what we were because it's it's very confusing in general to clarify what people are. You don't know what the other person wants. You don't know what you sometimes I don't even know what I want. So when someone's like when we have to clarify shit, I don't fucking even know sometimes. So but but labels are important because also you don't want someone like fucking around with someone else. But we were able to like clarify like, okay, we're not fucking anyone else. So that's cool. Okay, cool. I think that's a big thing. It's more health than anything. But I was like, that's cool. That's like commitment to some degree and i don't necessarily even want commitment right now so it's a very it's weird it's weird waters but we we're cool i got so horny <laughs> i got so horny he came over i literally just like i had no panties on i was just like do you want to just like fuck me on this couch right now and i mean we had just order food so the food was on his way he's like well what he goes, i thought we were because <laughs> we're kind of trying to take things like slow again he was so he's like wait what <laughs> i was like oh like no He's also someone who's just always fucking hard, which is fucking amazing. But the food literally was on its way. So I was like, oh, fuck. So we didn't we didn't fuck right away, but then definitely fucked right after. Um, but we ate our food and whatever, chilled. And we oh, well, I think some of our best sex is on the couch. Like I love and it's not like ass on the couch. I like like being bent. Oh, <laughs> this is OK. Whatever. It's a little personal, but he's been having like back problems. And it sucks, right? Like someone like you love and you, okay, you're not sleeping with anyone else and they have back problems. Like if it was me, I wouldn't want him to just go fuck other people because like my back was out of commission, you know what I mean? But also I like, I don't wanna, but anyways, he's been, we've been trying out ways to figure out like, if you guys know any like good things for people with bad, Abby, he's, he's trying to do like exercise on his own to build his strength back. So I think he just like pulled it or something. But if you guys know any good positions, but anyways, we found one, which is like me bent over on the couch and then him like basically just standing and maybe a little squatting. So it's not necessarily like pressure on his back. And like that's been so fucking good. It's so hot. There's something so hot about being bent over on a couch and getting fucked. There's like that is one of the hottest things. It feels like naughty, like forbidden. Like we don't have much time, like secretive, sneaky. Let's do it real quick. And I love it. And we do do that like a lot. Like if it's like 
somewhere like we're not supposed to be having sex or whatever it's like it's very much like oh yeah let's just get it in real quick and i i like that i think oh it just it just feels exciting even if it's your own fucking house and no one's there but it just it feels it feels naughty and kind of like ooh. i also like it i we used to do it a lot like in my kitchen like i remember i'd be like making like I, i've been cooking a lot lately and i was would do something in the kitchen and i'm just like oh like he would just like stick it in like i put my leg on the counter and he just stick it it just was like that kind of stuff so fucking hot to me oh my god i'm gonna turn on oh wow literally got so turned on just now but the best sex of my life was actually in bed it was so it was a saturday night and like i said it was been kind of hard i actually like i love being on top but obviously um i'm already a thick girl as is but like someone with bad back problems like you don't want to be on top of them anyways because they also have to thrust up although you guess you could just lay there if he's watching this you can just lay there i guess we could try that i don't know <laughs> but um so no but we we were we didn't have really good cuddle sessions so here's a little like natural high Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you just have to have a really good connection like we do. I don't know. But when you're holding someone in bed, like, we'll just, like, hold, like, we got done with dinner or whatever, and I'll, like, we could have just stayed up and watched TV, but I'm like, can we just, like, go try and cuddle and get high? Because one time we did this and we got so high, and it happened again Saturday night. And I think what it is, because because of his back, we try and keep it, like, warm in the bedroom. Like, I usually have, like, ice cold and then put the sheets on because I, like, love sleeping like that because I hate being hot and sweating. But, but... It, we've been keeping it warm up there and so it's like 73 or 74 and then like we're like holding each other and i think it is is like it's almost like lack of oxygen to your brain between being held really tight and the hot air i think it's almost like lack of oxygen so maybe maybe it's not safe so i don't know disclaimer don't do this but um it almost it does feel like a high it's so crazy and then once you start having like sex on that high you know what though actually i don't know if i drink saturday night now that i'm thinking about it i think i just I smoked a joint and took some edibles, which I don't normally do. I'm not really a marijuana person by nature, but I did that just solely. No Xanax, no wine. And I think I just solely did the edibles and the the joint. And because I don't do it much, I think it does give me a different kind of high um, because I just don't get high really. And it just was, it was like, it just all hit so good. And then like once, like, he was inside me it was just like fucking euphoria i was just like what the fuck and i think i was i don't remember but i mean i remember but i think i was like verbal <laughs> i think i was like what the fuck i, I kept thinking that like while we we're having i was like what the fuck I'm like this is crazy right like i just it felt like i don't know like rainbows and unicorns like it just felt like very n- different dimension um it, it was so good i was just like and then like he actually got on top of me, which I was, like, kind of nervous because, like, he we, he was on his, like, side, like, fucking me, and I was kind of, like, on my side, so it was kind of, like, he feels better when he's, like, on his side. But then he got on top of me, he's like, oh, no, like, it's gonna hurt his back. And then I think the next morning he did say, like, he hurt his back because he was, like, he's, like, I felt you, like, tighten up so much. He's, like, so I just, like, I, like pushing in because it just felt so good because I tightened. Obviously, well, I don't know if everyone's like this. I actually don't know. Let me know if you get what I, how you females orgasm, but when I orgasm, I get super, my muscles clench super tight. Um, it feels fucking phenomenal, but he's like, I can feel it. And so he's just like pushing more in when that happens. Cause in a way my, my body almost is like rejects. And I've seen this, even like if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, onlytrish.com, I write like dildos. Oh God, I really wish you would do OnlyFans with me. That's my only other thing with this relation. It's not a relationship, but this person that I'm like, kind of like whatever into at the moment, I just wish he would like, let me like film his dick in me or something. Like I just, uh, cause we do have really bum sex and I just feel like I, I want to, I'm someone who w- would post my sex tapes for sure, but it's, it's such a hard thing. Cause I, I'm kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to have sex with anyone else. Cause I've had only fan offer collabs from males or females. Well, females I would do, but from males that are on only fans and 
it just feels weird because I'm so I'm like attached to this person and like sex to me is like fun. But like when I'm attached to someone, it's like weird for me to have sex with other people, even if it is business or whatever. But I'm like, oh, I just want, I wish I had like what Lena, the plug and Adam 22 have where they just like. Like he fucks her on camera. It's, it's just like because it, we fuck so much. Oh, my God. I'd be making so much bank if we could fuck every time he came um sometimes we film his cum shots because they're fucking beautiful there was a beautiful cum shot on my back i put it posted on my only fans it was fucking gorgeous it was like this just it looked like a fucking painting and i'm not just saying my body is hot but just all of it together it was it was so good um and it was actually on the couch it was bent over and it was just shooting everywhere it was fucking amazing um but yeah it was and then he got on top and then we were like eyes open eyes open sex it can be weird i feel like if you're like completely sober i he was i think completely sober i think but i but then i asked him the next time like was it really good or was it just he's like no it was something like amazing i was like okay good because i was like maybe i was just really high i'm like this is so good <laughs> um he's like no it was so he could like at least he felt the contact high too of like at least being enveloped together but um yeah, and so he's like, in here, he did hurt his back a little more. He's like, I just felt so good, so I just, like, wanted to keep going for you. I was like, ah, true man right there. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I don't know where I was going, Sam. I'm already discombobulated. It just felt like, it just felt really, really good. The orgasm, I guess. I don't know. It all felt so good. And then the next morning, and the next morning, too, was just fucking crazy sex again. Like, stood up over the bed, like, in the shower, like... Then on the couch when he had that crazy, he had the crazy cum shot. And I was like, wow. And then even when he was like leaving, I was like literally on his lap. Just like, can I suck your dick? Can I sit on your dick? Like, I'm just, I was like so like desperate for this. I don't know. It was very weird. I think I'm getting my period. So I think like around this time I get extra, extra horny. But, but the eyes open. Oh my God. So like, yeah, I remember like it was dark, but I have like little like purple Christmas lights around my room. And I was like, and my eyes are open. My eyes are open. I'm like, oh, so and I was just like looking right into the, like when you're in that I don't know what it is I mean just like I guess the highness it just feels so good to like look at someone and just like you're inside me you feel so, I feel so close to you right now like that's exactly what I was and I did and I like felt all of it and the next time I'm like I'm oh kind of fucking crazy but then he's like no I felt it like okay, I got it because it's just like you know sex really does just for me it makes me feel close to someone and I think a lot of times it's a false sense of closeness especially if it's someone like I think that's why I can't do random hookups. I really can't because I feel more drained. I feel more than like, you know what I mean? I feel more. um, I don't really know the right word I'm looking for. I just don't feel. It just feels I guess it feels false. And because maybe now I've experienced what it feels like to actually feel connected to actually feel like on that same page with the person that's inside of you. It's like it's really, really addicting and amazing and special and orgasmic and it just it's just not worth it to me like it really isn't worth it to me to have like bad sex anymore or casual sex or someone that i'm just not so fucking there's i want to be magnetically like we can't be away from each other like there's just something there um which maybe i guess most people probably feel but i know when i was younger i was just like whatever i'll take any dick i can get and it just it, i guess it just made me feel more attractive back then i don't know but yeah, I really wish I could film it for OnlyFans. 
because it's it's beautiful it's art like sex is art like i think that's what's so cool about like OnlyFans, how it's making sex and intercourse just more like mainstream i guess or just more or masturbation even it's like it's all beautiful it's all healthy it it makes you feel good and it's like if you're doing it safe and if you're you know obviously consenting you know it's it's such a beautiful thing it's like natural it's like art like sex is like it feels spiritual it feels like even when i watch other people on like their only fans like having sex together or something like that i'm like i like watching the connection i know that sounds like a pussy or like fake or like not real or like something a fucking porn star would say but i like it i mean i love when people just get fucking nasty and dirty and sometimes we can get fucking nasty and dirty too like i'm like like a whore like if like i love that shit too i do like that like sometimes especially when you just want to get like like just want to get rammed so fucking hard you're just like yes um like i i love that shit too but um yeah i don't know he is not about it though he's like never (laughs) like what and he's pretty open-minded i was like why i guess he's like oh no i don't know I get it. I, I get it. I don't know. I think I was always kind of weird about people filming me. Like when I was like early on, I was like, whatever. And then like I became YouTube famous. I started like getting followers on YouTube and like I was doing like more mainstream mainstream. I was, like did America's Got Talent, Ellen. And I was doing like things and I was like, oh, like I don't want to be filmed anymore. And like just in case. But now I'm like, fuck, I want to like film everything. I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing. I don't know. I really, really do. Um, and lately back just to wrap it all around to pride month and fake lesbians and all that shit i have been craving a girl lately and i think even during our crazy high sex i was like should we bring a i want to see like fuck another girl which is if you know my history the reason i snapped at my last ex-boyfriend and made a video which caused him to never talk to me again was because he made jokes with his friends about wanting a threesome with a 19 year old which is fucking disgusting because she was fucking 19 but also i was just like more pissed about the threesome joke but now lately i've been just like kind of craving it um i really like trans girls i think that's no secret i really like trans girls so i've been trying to figure that out but um but also like also let me know sorry i literally just picked I like scratched it open. Actually, I didn't pick it. I scratched it open. Let me know if there's any trans only fans. I want to collab with a trans girl. But I have also been just like kind of horny for girls. I think because I have a whole lot of girls on OnlyFans that like actually like, you know, do shit with each other. There's something. Look, I did one girl girl sex tape um, with my friend Lena, who was on the podcast. And at the time of the podcast, I wasn't even like going anywhere close to that, like even like sex toys or anything. And then all of a sudden, we're like, oh, let's eat each other out. But here's the thing with that. It's like, I regret it so much because, not because it's out there, it's because like I want to like enjoy myself. And I feel like with both of my sex tapes that I've had, like where I've collabed or had another person in it with me, was Lena and this and the, my friend Chad. And I think it was so. I was so nervous because with Lena, it was my first time I was going to be like having sex on camera and it was going to be out there. But with Chad, it was like my first like, oh my God, there's like a guy and we're doing this. You know what I mean? It was very like nerve wracking on both situations. Like I really wish I could like just do a redo now because now I look at it so differently as like, okay, one, my shit's already out there like that. So it's like not a big thing. But two, I want, I want to enjoy it, which was always kind of like a weird thing for me because i even with lena like i wanted we made out we kissed a little bit but i wanted to like fucking make out hardcore with her and just like shove my fucking fingers in her but i was like is that 
And she knew I was so I was so nervous. Like, and we're cool. We're cool. And she's I'm like, she's still so fucking cool to me. I love her so much. I'm so obsessed with like her. Like I like after that situation, not, not just the sex, but just like her really like being so cool and like supporting like whatever you want to do, she's like whatever. But I just didn't know the rules of it, I guess. Cause I wasn't following her at the time. I wasn't following any OnlyFans people. So I didn't know like how far people were going on it. Um, but now I wish I could just like really cause like when I have sex, I want to fuck for like an hour and I feel like that would be Oh, it'd be so it'd be so good. Um, but girls, especially, I just feel now I just I mean I would get my nails taken off, but I've been really craving to like fuck a girl, <laughs> but like on camera, which is also really weird. Because here's the other thing: I said this guy I'm seeing now, I really did weigh the pros and cons, and I'm like, because we're not in a full fledged relationship, and if you know, but we're definitely. <laughs> We're definitely connected together. We're definitely only seeing each other because we're always together and like always eating together and we spend the whole weekend together and whatever, you know? So it's like, it's very um, clear, but it was just like more of the thing where it's like almost like career over really. Cause I was just like, I just love part of my sexual kinks these days are being filmed i don't know if it's because of my only fans and i love my only fans and i want to just keep stepping up the content but it's like i can only go so far because you know one people aren't really collabing right now and two i kind of have like feelings for this person and so i'm just like it's just like it's, it's i want to film i i like it i get off to the fact that like people will watch us have sex you know what i mean but but again if someone's not and that's like a big thing because if someone's not down for it, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want to force someone. You want someone to be down with you. And I think he would be more so, but just, I don't know. Maybe not. So I'm like, oh, but maybe this isn't my soulmate. Maybe soulmate, I want to like fuck me on camera and sell it on my own. <laughs> so it sounds, see, this is the inside, the fucked up thoughts of Trisha's head right now. I am like, the things I think about, like this is literally a make or break for me in this situation where I'm just like, but I want someone that I will want to, let me film him sucking his dick. <laughs> like it's such a priority for me. And it's so like not even in his realm, you know? So I don't know. But then it's like, am I doing OnlyFans forever? Am I going to be a porn star forever? No, but that's the other thing because OnlyFans is so hot right now, especially mine is like fucking going the fuck off. It's going the fuck off right now. And it's like, I'm at the height. I can feel it. I, I feel like this is the height. This is the peak. And maybe the peak will last the rest of the year. Maybe another full year, maybe, maybe a month, you know, who knows when the peak ends, but I don't want to regret not fucking everybody I get on camera while I can. Cause it's amazing. And what I've learned about all platforms and social media is everything comes in circles. And YouTube, I had a fucking crazy run on YouTube for about eight years. I was making fucking, it was a gold mine for me and it was great. And then it ended and I still do it. I still love it, which maybe I'll still do OnlyFans and love it. But then, you know, Patreon came around and then Patreon was my, was my little gold nugget for a couple of years. And I really enjoyed doing that. And now OnlyFans is really it. And I don't want to, with everything, and it's probably why I never was able to secure a relationship or even friendships. I've always wanted to strike all that. I was like, you know, YouTube's really big right now. I'm going to fucking go on this, you know, rather than go on a date and have food with someone, I'm going to do a mukbang by myself rather than give this guy a chance and private to like apologize i'm gonna make an exposed video on him and get more popular like same thing with patreon oh 
I can ex- I can be naked on there. Let me show my it, this is cool. And OnlyFans now this is a whole other realm that I never thought I'd be doing because I don't consider myself a porn star, but a lot of people call me one, including Baby Girl Lisa on Next Tell All of Ninety Day Fiance on TLC. But um, <laughs> it's just this thing that is really exciting, and I I love it, and like I I get turned on thinking about like I'm like oh my god like. Who can I collab? Like, I'm, I'm literally looking now because I, I will do another collab and it'll probably be with a girl because I talked to the guy I'm with now and he's like, oh, you know, if you're it's with a girl, it's not, he doesn't care really. And so I was like, okay, but it's just it's a hard thing. But it's like, like I said, this is like my pocket. So I was like, do I? And I guess at the moment, yeah, you know, now, I don't know, it's so hard. <laughs> That's what she said. And the sex is so good with this guy. So it's like, I don't want to like throw that away either for money. It's like, am I really going to put money making money over fucking a bomb ass dick this one's a struggle this has been my biggest struggle because i'm like wow the dick is so good do i throw that away for a mediocre dick and some money crazy shit happening you guys i don't know probably that last section was not relatable at all people were like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about let me know what you would think though what if your partner really wanted to be filmed like he or he or she gets off getting filmed would you do it for them on what you're doing and your face is not in it by the way it's just your dick it's just your dick because i think that's so hot i follow this one girl on only fans and she always has i don't know if it's the same i know it's different dicks i think but she'll always show like her unzipping it and like opening his pants and it, it's hot like that's a hot angle too sometimes even not seeing the other person's kind of even hotter i don't know i had so many clothes i'm a shopping addict too I guess that's pretty much it, you guys, for this episode of the dish with trish i hope you guys all have a really happy pride month June 14th, I believe, is... Hold on. Oh, there was a pride protest on June 15th, but not 14th. But now it says it's reevaluating because of COVID-19. This was on Friday. Now it says it's continuing to meet today and in the days ahead to collaborate with black leaders and organizations. The previous announced Solidarity March... Okay, it was going to be a Solidarity March on June 14th. It's currently being reevaluated through these discussions with more updates. Oh, because I was actually thinking about going to this. I thought this was really cool to create the june 14th oh so maybe it's not happening solidarity march meant to rally against the systematic social injustice the black community faces every day uh we realized that we did not first collaborate with enough key leaders and activists in the black community that have been fighting on the front lines for that we offer oh so maybe they're not doing this it was going to be like a pride meets black social um issues and it was a, a march or i guess it's saying protest for everyone to join and you should actually look up trevor too um marine because i really don't want to get that i hate getting people's pronouns oh he hasn't changed it oh, okay trevi his instagram her instagram is still trevor moran but she goes by trevi moran which i think is beautiful and she's absolutely beautiful and trevi i fucking support a thousand oh it just makes me want to like cry so much like i just i love when people can just be themselves like i said i can never i can never relate you know to what that feels like you know i mean to have to hide a part of you and then all of a sudden you get to be out and like it's like ah i just feel like it's so freeing and i've been so so happy for him and um yeah i think coming out is such a beautiful thing i think being gay queer bi a pan all of it tri sexual all of it it's just fucking beautiful and um i hope you guys celebrate in a really big way i hope you get lots of dick lots of pussy (laughs) lots of none of that if you're asexual none of that so i just celebrate it the way you want to celebrate it thank you guys once again for anyone who's out there posting on social media about black lives matter protesting marching um 
spreading awareness like all of that is fucking beautiful to see how like when you can we come together something amazing happens also is coronavirus over because all these protesters are staying next to each other my friend i was talking today she's so woke i love her so much she's so the opposite i mean she's fucking woke as fuck and i was like yeah but like is corona over like everyone just be at protest together like standing shoulder to shoulder and she's like well i guess people just decided that like <laughs> this cause was more important than corona i was like oh shit but she said there was a spike in corona so i don't know be safe be careful gyms are opening and shit here this week in la just be fucking careful watch out wash your hands don't touch your eye <laughs> i had an issue that i literally thought i had pink eye i think my fucking dumbass touched my eye and um yeah i don't know just stay safe everyone life is short make it count have good sex film it if you want start at only fans check out my only fans only church.com and uh be sure to leave a rating review please i love reading reviews on this podcast i love getting ratings it definitely helps um i guess good or bad putting it up on the charts so thank you guys for listening you can download it on apple podcast spotify watch me on youtube it's a uh, churchpodcast.com if you want to watch these episodes it's just kind of me right now at the moment but we're gonna get some guests we're gonna get some guests maybe we'll do some zooms or something like that some zoomies and uh yeah i love you guys thanks for watching and i'll see you in the next what makes a business a business it's not the circumstances of a world that woke up on the wrong side of the bed that year that decade it's the everyday entrepreneur ready to put themselves out there we're all sailing against the wind right now but we will make it to shore it's been done before and we will do it again to help you get started we're offering websites, marketing tools, and guidance all for free. Learn more at GoDaddy.com.